welcome to the Captivate Church podcast. My name is Ire, and you are listening to the new series, Beginning with God. Now, as you would have heard in the intro episode, uh, these sets of uh, podcasts will be very short, 15 to 20 minutes long, and uh, they will be a reflection um, in the lead up to Easter of one chapter a day of Mark's gospel. So what's going to happen is I'm going to read out the passage, uh, and then I'll reflect upon some of the things uh, that, that I've seen. Um, now, I, I've not looked at this passage before. As in, for me, this is one of the things that I do during the day, read the Bible for myself. Um, so hopefully this will be helpful uh, for us all together as we see who Jesus is and why he matters. Now, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get into the book of Mark. Dear God, we thank you for your word. It is so good to us. Please help us to read it with our ears, our eyes and our hearts opened, willing to be changed by who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Mark's gospel is where we're at. I'm going to just turn to it now. Um, A bit of ASMR, there you go. Turning over a page. Uh, Mark's gospel, Mark's gospel. Read from chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The times fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. And when they went to Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. 
And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests and offer your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. So that was Mark's Gospel, chapter 1 there. Um, I think immediately, one thing that I'm struck out is the word immediately. It seems to come out everywhere. Um, there is a, uh, there's a pace. There's a pace in that first chapter that, that, that is... Um, quite quite fast. Jesus is here, then he immediately goes somewhere else, and immediately he's here, and he goes somewhere else, and immediately this happens, and then then this happens. So it, it, it you know just like if if Mark's gospel was a movie, the first five ten minutes would just be action packed, really rapid stuff, uh, cut by cut, you know, scene by scene, just just really really quick stuff, and all these things happening. Um, so that's yeah, that's, that's sort of my my first reaction. Uh, what are some other things I I noticed? Um, hmm. I'm noticed at how many needy people Jesus sees. I can I can see that the people who are needy are coming to Jesus. Whether it's the man with an unclean spirit, uh, or, or or Simon's mother-in-law with the fever. Uh, or the leper, uh, lots of lots of people who are in need seem to be coming to Jesus. Or, or, or in fact, maybe it's better to say, Jesus in his first steps of ministry seems to be going out to meet those who are in need. There's a there's a pace. There's a I don't know. Maybe it's a a desire, a conviction that Jesus has to go out into the world to 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 meet these people. He goes out immediately to um, the house of Simon's mother-in-law, you know, and 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 heals her. Um, you know, immediately goes out to see the unclean and the leper. 
Um, Jesus cannot stop but be someone who heals people who are in need. Which makes this verse quite interesting. Um, and this is something that I also noticed. In verses 35 to 20, uh, 39, I'll read it again. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, and that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went out throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. So, Jesus is the man who goes out healing all these people. And so his fame would spread throughout all the regions and people would come to him. So Simon's like, well, um, you know, Jesus, not to disturb you, but there's heaps of people here wanting to uh, get a glimpse of, you know, Jesus Christ and want to be healed. Uh, Can you please do something? And um, what does it say here? Jesus, he says, let us go on to the next town that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. That's quite an interesting thing that's happening there. He seems to be, what's the word, prioritizing or or highlighting, exposing, revealing why he came. He, He came not just to heal people. He came not just to meet the needs of people, but but he came out, it says here, to preach. To preach. I think, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's quite interesting. um, Sometimes, for me uh, at least, I think that Jesus is there to meet my needs. And I know that he's sufficient to do so. You know, I'm not saying that, that he doesn't. He does meet my needs. He, he, he is the one who sustains and provides for me. But it's interesting here, Jesus is not determined or limited or directed by human need. He is here to preach something. He's got an agenda of his own. Um, what is this agenda? What is this thing that he's preaching? Um, let's see, have a look here. Um, one thing that I do notice in this passage is looking for times when he's spoken. Ah, in verse 15, um, Jesus here is described by Mark. Uh, I'll read from verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So maybe that's that's the message being preached and proclaimed. That's that's the agenda of Christ. The the main agenda of Christ, the thing that is most wanting and passionate to tell people and do on earth, is to proclaim the gospel of God. The times fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. They say that I think I'm just trying to think. I think they said after the end of the book of Malachi, the very final book of the Old Testament, to the point where Jesus uh, came, uh, it was a period of about 400 years. 400 years. That's a very long time. It's 2022 now. So what's that? You know, um, oh gosh, is it 1622? I, I don't know. I did an ask degree. A very, very long time ago, right? 400 years. So imagine for 400 years, you did not hear anything from God. No, no word whatsoever. 
you were uh, trapped as a prisoner, whether it's in Babylon or Persia or the Macedonians that came after that, you were trapped not in your own land but in the land of other people, you were prisoners and you were unable to hear the word of God. You had heard prophecies from people like Isaiah, Jeremiah, you know, Ezekiel, telling us about this kingdom of God that will come, right? To 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 give uh, you know blessings to the poor in spirit and you know this this great Afia, the anointed one who will come to bring in the kingdom of God, but you haven't heard of for four hundred years. That is, that's many generations of people who were waiting for something that they didn't not see. And then Jesus says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. It's an explosive entry. It's a rapid beginning to this movie, to this gospel. It makes it clear that Jesus is not just someone who treats people's needs, but he's the fulfillment of something bigger. He has an agenda of his own, Jesus Christ. He came to bring in the kingdom of God. He came to show us what life is like when we have Jesus at the very center. That is who Jesus is. And sometimes, I, I don't know, Like this is me speaking personally. Sometimes I think I know the agenda that Jesus has. And sometimes I put that agenda as the agenda that all Christians should have, you know. Um, and I've seen it done by other people as well, you know. Jesus is one who uh, came to, uh, to serve and to heal people. Uh, he came and sat with tax collectors. Um, he was a radical socialist who fought against the uh, structures of power and authority of the day. Therefore, that's Jesus' agenda, and that's going to be my agenda. So I'm going to uh, invest in uh, soup kitchens and um, you know demonstrations, and you know uh, you know wearing red hats and uh, um, you know smoking cigars for communists or you know things like that. Like just just misunderstanding the agenda of Christ and making that agenda the agenda of all Christians. Here, Jesus is very clear what his agenda is. His agenda is to proclaim and bring in the kingdom of God. So when I think about this passage and what it means for me, maybe, I think for me, I'm, I'm struck because, um, well, you know, Easter is coming up. Does the agenda of Christ, does the reason why he's come, is that the focus of my life right now, um, you know, uh, maybe some people may say, "Oh, you're a but you're a you're a church pastor. You you know you do Jesus for a living." Um, I I actually find evangelism very difficult um, when I'm thinking about my non-Christian friends and my neighbours who are not Christian. I I find it difficult to tell them the gospel. Um, sometimes I'm afraid of what they might think, especially if they live right next to me. So for example, um, my gospel community group knows this very well. Um, we, we have a, a, a couple who live uh, next door, um, H and C. Um, and 
we've yeah had, had chats here and there and uh they they were very very keen very very keen uh just just to 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 be friendly with us and um they were actually the ones who said hey we should have dinner together <laughs> so you know which is which is pretty cool uh we were going to have dinner actually but you know i was in isolation so we weren't able to do that now if i tell them the gospel sometimes i i'm like oh what will they think? Like, if, if they reject me, then I have to see them quite often because we live next to each other. So there, there's a cost. Um, but I know that that's the agenda that Christ has set for us. Like, I know that that's why Jesus came, to give people access to the kingdom of God, to, to show it. So I think for me, it, it, it is a challenge uh, for, for evangelism. Because I know that's what's good. And, and, and I should know it. I'm, I'm a Christian. I, I know how awesome living in, in God's kingdom is. I, I know, like, godliness is good, you know? Like, it's not just true, it's good. And, and so I know that. And I want other people to know that. And, you know, maybe that's some of the, the motivations behind evangelism, where you have something so good that Christ has given to us, access to the kingdom of God, and now we get to share this news to other people. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, so I think in, in terms of prayer points from from this passage, uh, I think one, you know, just just giving thanks to to God for His gospel and His agenda. Uh, two, I, I think I like to pray that I would keep His agenda at the center of my agenda. Like, do I think of the kingdom of God as a priority? Um, and then three, yeah, I'll just, just pray for my evangelism to, to HNC, uh, but, but also just being convinced that it is good living with God in his kingdom. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll do, do that. Well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray along those lines, and, and, and I'll pray along for, for you as well. Um, hopefully that, that was helpful for Mark's gospel, beginning with God. So let's just end it with prayer. Dear God, we thank you that you are so good. We thank you that your kingdom is good. We thank you that you came to proclaim and to bring us into the kingdom of God and to have access not just with um, beauty and with truth and with justice, but we actually have access to you. And so we praise you for giving us sinners access to your kingdom. Please help us to have your agenda at the center of our agenda, always seeing the kingdom of God as something of a priority for us. Please help us now evangelism. Um, I, yeah, I pray for HNC, that you would please save them. And Father, we ask that you would help us to see the goodness and the beauty of living as those part of the kingdom of God. Help us not see godliness and a maturity as a burden, but as a joy and as a privilege as we see and we live life the way that it was supposed to be with you at the very, very center. We praise you for your word. and Please help us to persevere and trust in you. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was the first of the beginning with God. I'll see you tomorrow with Mark chapter 2.